0: His grace has brought me safe this far and grace will lead me on. I have good news. When we've been there 10,000 years, bright shining as a sun, we know less days to sing God's praise than when we just begun. Sing it with me. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, Oh, you sound beautiful. praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, praise God, Aren't you glad he woke you up this morning? Aren't you glad he started you on your way? Aren't you glad he's blessing you coming in and going out that you're the head, not the tail. You're a light, not a shadow. You're the prophetic voice that God is using in the 2021 to declare to the world, Jesus is Lord and Jesus is coming soon. That day is approaching and we are excited about that. We have a wonderful testimony this morning and Jennifer, I didn't want to put you on the spot, but I'm gonna put you on the spot. Would you join Would you join me for? Yeah. Jennifer and her boys. Yes. Jennifer and her boys have been coming to this church. About five years now. Five years, yeah. five years. On and on. And, uh, I asked Jennifer if I could share this and she said I could, her husband is incarcerated and uh, there are some appeals taking place but it looks like if things don't change that that he'll be there another seven to eight years minimum that we know of and uh, she loves her husband, the father of her children and their communication and the church has helped the family stay communicated through phone and different things going on But Jennifer is what the Word calls a widow. And her sons are what's called orphans. And God brought her to this house for us to love on her and to encourage her and to meet her need and to help her boys and that's why we're here. That's why we do what God called us to do. But Jennifer has been having your luck with uh, cars has been like my luck with fishing lures. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> they're inadequate. They're 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 not operable. But something incredible happened last week. Share with the body about that if you can. Um.
1: Well, I, me and the boys went to a community Bible study. They came around after the tornadoes, and the people were helping us. And um, the preacher of that Bible study actually owns his own company. And my car, I don't know if he's seen. I guess he prepared this beforehand. They were just waiting for the means to actually fix this van. Um, But I put on Facebook, somebody please help me get my car back home. Well, a couple days later it ended up getting towed. A couple days later I get a phone call from his secretary saying they'd like to meet me. Um, I go in to meet with them and they showed me a van that they put in a brand new motor. A brand new transmission. Maybe the door will mess up before the motor goes out because of my children, but... Um, boys be boys. It's something new for me, and it's something I prayed for. And my aunt's like, always pray for big. You don't need to just ask for... And I was like, Lord, I'd like a car with color. It's like a, like a chair color kind of there. And I'd like a car that will get me more than a year, you know, tax to tax, to buy another, another car just to get you for another year. So God has really, truly blessed us. And... uh And they also gave me a job a couple days a week. I have had trouble with being sick, that it's hard to keep up with the job sometimes, which they'll work with me. And for days I I feel bad. As long as I can make it two days a week, they don't care what day I come in. Um, As much of a blessing that is, please pray for the family, because the boss died the night before I started. Yes, yes. He was on his way to a missions trip to Russia with his son, and he was only seven months older than me. And it just makes you put life in perspective. Um, he's a good godly man trying to help help people. I th- believe his work company was a family owned company, is gonna try to keep on with, you know, his mission of uh just helping the community and, and being there. So I know the funeral uh the viewings today and the funerals tomorrow, so it's a it's been a shocker to me too. Uh, I know I haven't known him and the family long, but what a blessing they have been! Yes. Just in a short time that they yes. they helped us. Yes, so that's awesome. It's yeah, that's awesome. Yes, it beautiful. is a beautiful van. <laughs> I know it's the prettiest thing I've ever had. So we're thankful.
0: Thank you. God is faithful, and God takes care of His kids. Aren't you glad this morning that you are a child of God? For a few minutes this morning, I'm going to stay close to my notes because I even have some really good notes for you today. I want to talk about, just for a few minutes, that God has called us to be the repairer of the breach. Now, that's not brooch, a little ornament you wear, girls wear, but it's a breach, a hole in the wall, a hole in a net, a hole in a relationship. A hole in almost every area of our life. If you're alive today, there are going to be breaches in your wall. What is so neat, God in Isaiah 58 and Zechariah 4 and 7 calls us to be the repairer of the breach. A couple of outlooks of life, one of two. We either have one and we're trying to change to get two or we've got two and we're glad we've got it. Can anybody relate? Aren't you aren't you glad when you achieve something? Aren't you glad when you accomplish something? Yes. Aren't you glad when you sit back and say, "Man, that was that was some work, but I got it done?" Right. I want to look at the word inadequate. Inadequate means lacking the quality or quantity required, insufficient for a purpose. And then I want to use the word, look at the word invincible. It means too powerful To be defeated or overcome. Too powerful to be defeated or overcome. My question obviously to you today, are you inadequate or are you invincible? How many say, well, there's a little inadequacy, but I'd like to prophetically speak that I am invincible. Look at somebody and say, I am invincible. invincible. Look at somebody and say, I'm all that and a bag of chips. Look at somebody and say, God doesn't make junk. I'm his child. He made me. I have a purpose. I have a destiny. And I'm going to get a vision for my destiny. Because without a vision, the people perish. I will not perish. Go ahead. I will survive. I won't just survive, I'll overcome. Look at somebody and say, you look like an overcomer this morning. In Zechariah, one of the minor prophets, we find the story of Zerubbabel. Say that fast three times, Zerubbabel. 2,500 years ago, Israel was captured by the Babylonians. The city was leveled, the beautiful temple that Solomon built, which was considered one of the ancient wonders of the world. It was a phenomenal building. Many of areas of the, of the building were solid gold. It was a beautiful masterpiece. God gave David the directions and allowed Solomon to build it. Beautiful, that beautiful temple was leveled. And in that leveling, all of the children of Israel were captured. And they were taken into captivity. Pastor Ron has been doing an exit. Uh, teaching on Daniel, so I'm not going to stomp in her garden today, but seventy years after that they had been captured, there was a king by the name of Cyrus. He was not a godly king, but he was reading the law. He was reading the Pentateuch. He was reading the the books of Moses. And in that reading that took place two hundred years earlier, Cyrus finds his name. And as he's reading the scripture, And he's focused on the scripture and he sees his name. Next to his name it said that Cyrus brought the people of Israel back to Israel. When he read that, he decided that he was going to do what he read. And so he sent Zerubbabel, who was a descendant of David. He sent Zerubbabel to Jerusalem with finances, with means to restore the temple and to rebuild the city. Unfortunately, in that rebuilding, there were several enemy nations that were opposed to Israel. They did not want Israel rebuilt. Let me tell you something. The devil, the devil don't care if you get saved. He just doesn't want you to get restored. Right. Because once you get restored, you start turning things around for somebody else. And the devil hates that. The enemy did not want Jerusalem built, did not want Israel restored. So they threatened the nation of israel israel did not have an army that just had workers and laborers and so in this season of attack for 14 years the foundation was complete but for 14 years there was no construction there was no building and so was at a place in his life where he was pretty discouraged can you imagine he was pretty frustrated for 14 years he's seen absolutely nothing take place nothing happened and he kind of felt like a failure. He kind of felt like he was inadequate. He kind of felt like, well, maybe the king should have appointed somebody else to do this. Maybe it wasn't. Maybe it's not my calling. Maybe it's not my gifting. You ever felt like that? You realize that sometimes God puts stuff on you and you say, that's not my job, man. That's not my job. You ever feel like sometimes I don't know what God was thinking, but I, I don't have a clue what, he, what, what I'm doing. Anybody feel like clues sometimes? What is so crazy? God has already prepared the way. He's just preparing you for the way. He's already prepared the way. The the promises of God are yes and amen. He's already predetermined, pre-evaluated what you are to be and what you are to become. But Zerubbabel felt like a failure. And then in a crazy, just a crazy season in his life, he has a vision. Notice, if you will, Zechariah 4. And I want to bring attention to, let's go to the verse 1. And the angel that talked to me came again and woke me as a man that is wakened out of his sleep. And he said unto me, What seest thou? And I said, I have looked, and behold, a candlestick of gold with a bowl upon the top of it. And his seven lamps thereof, and seven pipes to the seven lamps, which are upon the top thereof. And two olive trees by it, one upon the right side of the bowl, and the other upon the left side of the bowl. So I answered and spake to the angel that talked to me, and saying, What are these, my Lord? Then the angel that talked with me answered and said unto me, Knowest thou not what thou be? And he said, No, my Lord. Discouraged, frustrated, depressed. Disappointed. Notice, if you will, the next verse. Then he answered and spake unto me again, saying, This is the word of the Lord, undisrubbable, saying, Not by might, not by power, but by my spirit, saith the Lord. Not by might, not by power, not by your doing, your actions, your involvement but by the Spirit of the Lord. Crazy thing about the candlesticks. The Bible says there are vessels of honor and vessels of dishonor. There are vessels of clay, which we are vessels of clay from the earth. And then there's vessels of wood. We're called the trees of God's planting. So we graduate into praisers and worshipers. Then there's vessels of silver. Silver represents redemption. And we are redeemed by the blood of Jesus. Aren't you glad for that? And then there are vessels of gold. And Job said, you know, I'm going through a struggle right now. I'm going through some trials right now. I'm going through some bad times right now. Can anybody relate? And sometimes it feels like that God is a million miles away. And I question, God, don't you know what I'm going through? Don't you know what I'm experiencing, what I'm feeling? But then Job says, nevertheless, he knows the path that I take because he prepared the way. He knows the path that I take. And when he's done Trying me, look at somebody and say, oh, no. no. I shall come forth as pure gold. The only way gold becomes pure is to place it on the fire and burn off all the impurities. Anybody feel like they're in a fire? Anybody, you feel, how you don't feel like Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego who came out with no smell of smoke, no wounds, but you feel like you're right there in the middle of the fire and it is painful? Anybody? Growth, responsibility, maturity is very painful. So Zerubbabel has this vision or has this dream or the angel is showing him the candlesticks. We know that in the temple there is seven candlesticks that represent the seven churches. We know the candlestick represents, of course, Jesus, and then it represents you. And the candlesticks were to never be extinguished. They were always to be lit. And the way they were lit is that they were fed by olive oil. The olive trees and the, and the vision represents the anointing, represents the oil. But this morning we know that Jesus is that candlestick. And I have here a candlestick. And he is the candlestick. The Bible says in him we live and move and have our being and we are the candle. And until we get plugged into the things of God, We're inconsistent, flaky, uncertain, but when we get planted in God, we stand fast in the faith that God has called us. Do I have anybody planted in the kingdom of God today? You know who you are, you know who you belong to, you know that God has a purpose and a plan for your life. And this is a very beautiful candlestick, and the, the candle's all right. It's not all that attractive, and that's okay. Not all of us in the building are handsome like me. I understand that, <laughs> that we've got to have some uh, imperfect candles. But this candle, this candle, even though it's plugged into the things of God, again, the devil doesn't care if you get saved. He just wants you growing in, in faith and maturing and becoming what God wants you to become. But this, this candle, what is so cool is that when this candle is ignited by this flame, which represents the Holy Spirit. Don't try this at home. It lights the candle. And what is so cool about the candle is that you can take your candle and you can actually light someone else's candle. I think Jim Morrison said it better than anybody else. Go ahead and light my fire. But you know what is so scary? It's so easy for your fire to be quenched. A trial. A trial bad news, negative report, physical body, financial, family, something, go, something bad going on, it blows out your candle and steals your joy. Can anybody relate? Your, your joy will not be restored at the bar. Your joy will not be restored by a needle or a pill. Your joy will not be restored at Walmart but your joy will be restored when you start hanging around the people of God and letting their light and their encouragement and their praise ignite you and you can burn again. And by helping this person, this person got burned out. Can anybody relate? Anybody ever felt like, man, I am so, I'm so over But aren't you glad that even the ones that we help can turn right around? God's going to make it and light it again. How crazy. Give the Lord. Give the Lord. A hand clap of praise for that. It's not by our might. It's not by our power. The power of inadequacy is it makes everything in our life come to a grinding halt. It stops all of our dreams. It hinders all of our ambitions. And the prophet Zechariah begins to speak to Zerubbabel because he knows that Zerubbabel is really discouraged. He's really frustrated. They had built the foundation, but that's all that they had done. And so Zechariah the prophet tells Zerubbabel, listen, get over it. You haven't dropped the ball. You haven't failed, but it's not by your might. It's not by your power, but it's by the spirit of God. And when you know you're doing what God has called you to do, God will enable his talent, his ability, his authority to see it through. Aren't you glad this morning? It's not up to you. Aren't you glad this morning that greater is he that is in you than he that is in the world? No matter what obstacles you face, your king is not just king. He's king of kings. He's not just Lord. He's Lord of Lord, Lord of Lord. Yeah. He's not just the most high. He's not just the high. He is the most high and he is in control. Amen. Aren't you glad this morning that God is in control? We got talking about global warming and all of that. And I got to thinking about Psalm 24 and 1. The earth is the Lord's, the fullness of the world and they that live therein. And know, know today that God's not going to let our planet melt God's not going to let our planet crash into the sun. He made it. The Bible says his hand is over it. He walks the circuit of the earth looking for a people to please. And aren't you glad this morning we're at the right place, at the right time, doing the right thing for the right reason. You are where you need to be today. And you're doing what God has called you to do. Greater is he that is in you. Jo- jo- Joshua was was afraid. He was intimidated. He was supposed to take the mantle of Moses and lead the people of Israel into the land of freedom. He was intimidated. He was frustrated. But the Bible says the spirit came in Deuteronomy 34, 9, the spirit came upon Joshua as Moses laid his hands on him. There's something about, listen, I'm not talking about walking up to a complete stranger and laying your hands on them and, and doing all that. But there's something about koania, there's something about fellowship that one person can impart to another the spirit of encouragement, the spirit of hope, their dreams can return, their visions can be restored, because they see God on the inside of you, and their attitude is: if God did it for that low life, hello, come on. If God did it for that bum, come on, help me. If God did it for that divorcee, come on, if God did it for that bankrupt person, if God did it for that drug addict? If God did it for that alcoholic, then God surely will do it for me. Look up and just say, Do it again, Lord. Do it to me. Do it again. I've watched you do it before. Now I want you to do it for me. David was intimidated to be the king. Israel was a young country, it was a young nation, had some frustrations. But the Bible says that the Spirit of the Lord came upon David, 1 Samuel 16 and 13, that God's Spirit came upon David and he did great exploits for the Lord. Know this morning, God does not want you normal. God doesn't want your favorite color beige. Hello? God has made you extraordinary. Look at someone and say, extraordinary. Extraordinary. Not inadequate, but invincible. I think about that that invincible my first thought obviously is superman faster than a speeding bullet more powerful than a locomotive look up in the sky it's a bird it's a plane no it's superman And I got to thinking about when the Bible says when Jesus returns, the dead in Christ are going to rise and we which are alive are going to be caught up to meet them in the air and we'll ever be at the Lord that we're going to be that Superman. We're going to go zoom, zoom, zoom far beyond the moon to a place called heaven to hang out with a man called Jesus forever. Think about that. Forever. You are invincible. You are unstoppable. You are unbeatable. The enemy cannot steal from you if you don't let him. Go ahead, look at somebody and say amen. amen. Micah felt inadequate. But in Micah 3 and 8, truly I am full of power by the Spirit of the Lord. Even Jesus in his humanity said the Spirit of the Lord has come upon me in Luke 4 and 14. The early church, they needed God's power. They needed God's authority. The Bible says in Acts 1 and 8, but they received not just the Holy Ghost, but tongues as fire. And I, got to, I thought I blew that out. How cool is that? This represents you today. This is Jesus, you're secure in him, and there's your light. And it might be a little light, but that's okay. They write songs about little lights. This little light of mine, I'm gonna let it shine. We were in a theater up too long, I think Al was with me and the, there was something going on. There was, there was a mess up in the, 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 the film, the movie wasn't playing. There was a bunch of people in there and they were getting frustrated. And so, you know me, I just start singing at the top of my lungs, this little light of mine. And before it was over, Gail, I had about 60 people not just singing, but harmonizing. The altos chipped in. The tenors were there. The soprano. There was even some bass guy doing the bass part on this little lot of mine. You can make a difference wherever you go. If you just make up your mind, I'm going to be used by God to do what God has called me to do. Philippians 4 and 13 says, I can do all things through Christ, which strengthens me. That means all your challenges, all your enemies, all your hardship, all the tough times. Stop feeling inadequate and realize God sees more to you than you see to yourself. A lot, I know a lot of times we forget what we look like. I was shocked this morning when I, when I got up to brush my teeth and I realized I had a beard. I forgot I had a beard. It was, it was a shock. I don't know anybody ever <laughs> look in the mirror and say, I don't remember looking like that. Anybody? <laughs> but this morning I looked in the mirror and I said, you know what, beard and all, I can do all things through Christ which strengthens me because it's not by might, it's not by power, but it's by His Spirit. Kind of a, a story in, in adequacy. Dr. Billy Graham, probably the greatest evangelist uh, other than the Apostle Paul, probably one of the greatest evangelists that ever lived, uh, flew into Charlotte Airport. There was a limousine waiting for him and he walked up the limousine and he told the driver, said, you know, I have never driven a limousine. Would you, be, would you mind if I drove and you got in the back? And, and the, the driver said, no, I wouldn't be offended at all. It gets in the back. And uh, so Billy Graham starts driving that limousine, gets carried away. Next thing you know, he's doing 90 a 70. A new state trooper, only been graduated from the school a few months. One of his first missions, he hits his lights, he pulls over the limousine. He walks up to the limousine the window rolls down. He starts to write the ticket, and he realizes Dr. Graham, and he said, uh, 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 I'll, be right, I'll be right with you. He goes back to the car, and he calls in. His supervisor at and said. I don't know what to do. You said there's times, you know, for special guests, we give special courtesies, but, but I pulled over somebody and I don't know what to do. And he said, well, who is it? He said, well, is it the governor? He said, oh, no, it's, it's bigger than the governor. He said, well, is it the president? Oh, no, it's not the president. It's bigger than the president. He said, well, who is it? He said, well, I think it's Jesus because he's got Billy Graham driving his limousine. <laughs> inadequate in our job, inadequate in our family, <laughs> inadequate in our tasks, our purpose, our destiny. Inadequate. The Bible says that we need to depend upon the spirit. It's not by might, it's not by power. The question asked, Zerubbabel, what do you see? And when Zerubb, when Zerubbabel saw the vision, he saw opportunity. He saw options. He saw the testimony of others. You'll never know how much God can use you sitting on a bench waiting for your car to be washed and someone sits down next to you and within a few minutes you begin to share your testimony and they start weeping because their beloved son is horrifically hooked on meth and it doesn't look like there's any hope. But that afternoon you gave that person hope. You never know when, you never know how, But every day, God has someone He wants to bring into your life that they are broken, they are wounded, they are frustrated, they're hurt, they're worried, they're discouraged, they're depressed, and God sent you into their life that their light had been snuffed out for your light to touch their light so that they could shine again. And if you'll watch for it, it'll happen every single day of your life almost never does a day go by that I don't get a text from a homeless person asking for help. It's ironic they don't have food or a car, or, or a, but they always have a phone. And that's something, anyway, I guess that's just God making sure they had a phone. But uh, rarely does a day go by that God does not, in, in some way or another, that God uses me to bless somebody else. I told you I was in uh, Zaxby's a few weeks ago, and there were three uh Uniformed officers there, and I decided that I wanted to get them a chocolate chip cookie, so I walked up to the counter, and I said, listen, I'd like three chocolate chip cookies. They're big old cookies, and, and the girl said, three, you want three? I said, yeah. I said, oh, they're not for me. I want to bless our law enforcement. Well, she turned around and said something to her manager, and the manager wouldn't let me pay for it. It's amazing how many people you can touch just by doing acts of kindness that anybody else would think, well, that's not really a big deal. No, it started something. It did something. Zerubbabel, what do you see? I see a solid gold lampstand. I see two olive trees. As long as you're tapped into the oil, as long as you're tapped into the anointing, your flame will never go out. Let me say that again. As long as you're tapped into to the flame, tapped into the anointing, your flame will never go out. The lampstand obviously represents the church. Matthew 5 and 14 says, you are the light of the world. The Bible said, you do not hide your light under a bushel. Remember that in Sunday school? Hide it under a bushel. No, very emphatically, No. I'm going to let it shine no matter what you're going through, what you feel, what you're experiencing. is simply a test that you're going to pass to get a testimony. And the Bible says we overcome the enemy by the word of our testimony and by the blood of the Lamb. The enemy hates your testimony. He hates when you begin to speak what God has done for you because he knows that someone is about to be restored. Someone's about to be healed. Someone's about to get a fresh start. Someone's about to get a new grip. You can't start over, but you can start again and you can say, I can still do all things no matter how much I mess this up. God can still take this vessel that's marred and turn it into a more beautiful vessel than he originally attended. When I look at the years that I wasted on drugs and alcohol and People say, well, he's a loser. Well, he'll never mount to anything. Well, he's this, he's that. When I look back at those years that I wasted, then I look at the past 41 years that I've been serving the Lord, 39 years I've been preaching the gospel, I got to thinking about what God has done the past 39 years. You know, I realized those people that spoke negative were wrong. Right. Had I listened They could have disqualified me. Had I listened, they could have have brought me down or they could have stolen my joy or taken my hope or taken my call. But I, like the song says, I have decided to follow Jesus. No turning back, no turning back. Though all forsake him, still I will follow. Say it with me. No turning back, no turning back. What were the olive trees? One of the olive trees represents Calvary. I wrote this down today. Stay connected to the cross. Stay connected to the cross. The olive was crushed. It's crazy how some things that are most valuable are only obtained through a crushing. I'm fascinated by the pearl. I'm just fascinated by that story that an oyster would take in a grain of sand and that grain of sand would lodge itself. And we'll talk about getting planted in a minute. And that grain of sand would lodge itself in the, in the layers of that oyster. And that oyster would constantly regurgitate, constantly regurgitate, trying to throw that grain of sand. You ever feel like sometimes people just try to throw you up? <laughs> no, not, not this crowd. But just, just constantly trying to, trying to get rid of, to push away, to get rid of. And the, every time it regurgitated, The pearl became even more emboldened with that beautiful layer and that beautiful film. And then all of a sudden you open that that oyster up and you see that beautiful pearl that only came under pressure. We talked about gold. You put it in the fire and under pressure, the gold becomes pure. When you look at a diamond, that diamond is in the rough and those, those, those geological forces are grinding together and that diamond is produced. When you think of oil... You think about the fossil fuel. You think about all the things that are crushed. The olive oil could only come from crushing the olive. And when that olive is crushed, that oil flows. And the more oil, the more anointing. Don't worry about things that have happened in the past. Paul said, this one thing I do, forgetting those things which are behind. There's a brand new day. There's a brand new season. There's a brand new opportunity. There's a brand new door. There's a brand new path for me to walk. And I am excited to see what God's up to. Amen. Think about that for a minute. When I look at some of the awesome creatures that God, to me, the the giraffe is fascinating. But you know what is just as fascinating as the giraffe? Is the snail. I mean, although that, that snail is slow, it always gets to its destination. And maybe you feel, well, you know, I'm just a little slow. <laughs> well, I mean, my, my IQ ain't. Well, maybe it doesn't matter. If God can use the snail the same way he can use a the giraffe, then God can use you. Amen. Look at somebody and say, I may not look like a snail. I, may not look I don't like a look, a giraffe, look like a giraffe, but I am ready for God to use me. To use me. We are anointed. We are anointed to do great works and great exploits. Look, four and eighteen. The spirit of the Lord is upon me. Jesus needed the anointing. The early church needed the anointing. Knowing that they, knowing that Jesus needed the anointing, lets us know even more how much we need the anointing. The other day, Skylar, I mean, the energy was. There was a song came on the TV, and man, I mean, she was she was making moves, and she was. And I told Ron, I said, I wish I could bottle that energy and drink it. I wish, don't you wish sometimes you had the energy? Well, someone said, no, because then I have to clean my house. <laughs> well, no, then I have to wash my car. No, if, if you could if bottle that energy and drink it. That's the spirit of God. You can bottle it. You are that river of living water. The Bible says there's a fountain filled with blood. We draw from that fountain and we become that river. We become that breath of fresh air. We become that cup of cold water that God uses us. If someone's thirsty, God uses us to give them a drink. Look at somebody and say, I'm in the drink providing ministry. And then say non-alcoholic. Everyone in this house, everyone in this house, has a talent. Every one in this house has a purpose. Every one in this house has a ministry. In the store of the talents, one guy had five, one guy had three, and one guy had one. But the one guy put his light under a bushel and he never was able to see his destiny or purpose. Don't be like that guy. Get that light out there and let God shine and see what God's going to do next. What is your purpose? What is your destiny? What is your calling? Isaiah 61 and one says, the spirit of the Lord is upon me. The Lord hath anointed me. Look at this. I'm going say I'm anointed to, to anointed. preach good tidings. Four things here. Preach good tidings to the meek. send me to bind up the brokenhearted, proclaim liberty to the captive and the opening of prison to them who are bound. Amen. You are the jailer and you have the ability to set people free. Your words have the ability to restore joy and hope. Your hands have the ability to lay hands upon someone as Paul laid hands on Timothy and prophesied over him, as Moses laid hands on Joshua and prophesied over him. So has God given you the ability to speak the word of God that you can speak prophetically, a word of encouragement, a word of blessing, a word of correction, and God can turn things around because you're willing to be that voice that God wants you to be. I haven't played my saxophone in a while. I got it out last night. It sounded horrible. (laughs) I'm not sure if I need new reeds or I just need to pick up some other instrument. But I made up my mind. I'm not going to. I'm not going to give it up. I'm going to one day in this church. I'm going to play "Amazing Grace" on the saxophone with the help of God and Cheryl. Now Cheryl's been real busy. She's dropped the ball. And she really hasn't given me the, the proper, obviously, last night, she hasn't given me the proper, either I'm putting the reed in the mouthpiece incorrectly, or the reed's too dry or cracked or something going on. And Skylar got my box of reeds, and that was a cyclone, the little, little cyclone in the reeds, and all those reeds are damaged, so now I've got to find some new reeds. But I made up my mind last night, I am not giving up. Look at somebody say, I am not giving up. I 1 John 2 and 20 says, we have received the anointing from the Holy One. In 1 John 2 and 27, the anointing that you received remains. Yes, it does. He who has begun a good work in you is faithful to complete that work. The anointing doesn't come and it doesn't go. You either have it or you don't. And if you have it, it doesn't leave. It stays there with you because if it says with me, if it's God's will, it's God's, will. It's God's bill. God will finance any ministry he called you into. God will open doors that no man can shut. God will shut doors that no man can open. Yes. Yesterday we took several, uh, I guess, two or three hundred pounds of, of milk and food and a bunch of stuff to the homeless. And uh, I said, what, what, what do you need? What can we do? They said, well, the guys need toiletries. They need, to- they need toothpaste. They need Deodorant. They, have, they need mouthwash. They need toothbrushes. And, and we could use some peanut butter. And we could use some cereal. And I got to thinking that one day we're going to stand before God and hear him say, Well done, thy good and faithful servant. And we're going to say, Well, God, wh- wh- what did I do? He said, Well, I was hungry. You fed me. I was naked. You clothed me. I was in prison. You came to see me. And so, well, God, we, we live 2,000 years after you lived. We never saw you hungry. We never saw you naked. We never saw you in prison. He said, When you do it to the least of these, you have done it to me. And I, and I just, every week, I, I encourage the church hey, bring a, bring, just bring a jar of peanut butter. Hey, just, just bring a box of Captain Crunch. No, don't bring Captain Crunch because it won't make it to the homeless ministry. It will wind up on my shelf. Don't bring Captain Crunch. But one day you're going to stand before God, and God's going to have a list. I'm telling you. Two tubes of Crest Ultra White. Two jars of Vaseline. um, A toothbrush. Ten jars of peanut butter. Three coats, two pair of gloves. And God said, when you did it to me, I took record of it. He that lendeth to the poor, lendeth to the Lord, and the Lord will repay. When you did it to these, you did it to me. Well done, thy good and faithful servant. Is anybody wanting to hear those words? Surely. Anointing doesn't come and go as long as you stay connected to the cross. At the cross, at the cross, where I first saw the light. And the birds of my heart rolled away. It was there by faith. I received my sight. And now I am happy all the day. I love that song, Matt, that says, So I will cherish the old rugged cross. And one day I will trade it for a crown. Does that excite anybody in this house today? Well, let's look at Zechariah 4 and 7. Is that one minute after 12? What time is that? May the Lord bless you and keep you. May He cause His face to shine upon you. May He allow you to be a light in a dark place. May He bless everything that you touch. May your dreams be in color. May your visions be expanded. May He give you His peace. May the words of your mouth and meditation of your heart be acceptable in His sight. I want to give you an opportunity to sow into the kingdom this morning.